All right, man, I'm excited. You what? know why? Why? Why are you excited? We're part of the den. Ooh, we're here having some whiskey in the den. Hanging out in the den. It's like the man den. Yeah. What's the den? The den is the deluxe edition network, an awesome network of podcasts that you could check out at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Check out all the podcasts there. Lots of good stuff, including now fresh and new Bacon is My Podcast. What's your bacon? Yo, what's up, guys? It's Spencer from Under Oath and my solo project, Slow Tide. I have a new single that just came out called Don't Trip. Um, it's available anywhere you stream music. Please give it a listen. Share it with your friends. My buddy Aaron Gillespie's actually ripping the drums on this one. So, yeah, help me spread the word. And uh, you can follow Slow Tide at S-L-O-T-I-D-E band on all socials. Thank you to Bacon is my podcast for uh, always sharing my stuff. Much love. Peace. And we'll just get right into the episode. Hell yeah. I remember the first time I was interviewed on this show and they hit me with those seven questions. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but I found it's like, he's right. It's like, it's such a, it, it puts, it takes you immediately off your guard. And it's like, you're so comfortable because you find yourself really considering like, yo, how many pillows really is to, and like, that's going to be sticking with you later. And it's like, I should have said seven. <laughs> well, too, you know, like a lot of people you guys are probably interviewing, they're not as confident as, as others and uh, breaking the ice with some questions like that really helps, you know, the, them yeah. to, you know, it, open up. It, it totally does. It totally does. I think, I think we've done, like I said, we've done like 250 of these and like, there was literally one band, one band that was just like, didn't get it. Didn't get it. Yeah. Didn't get it. And then they were assholes for the interview and we we're just like, all right. We just yeah. got it. It's weird. Like you should, if, if you didn't like it then, like, you could have just told us. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could have saved us all an hour. <laughs> the, the way that I look at it, if you go into it, you go into an interview, you've signed up for it. So you better participate. You know, it's when somebody yeah. or, you know, there are times where I go in interviews and I'm like, you know, by the end of it, I'm like, man, can this guy just ask me something like important instead right. of like, what's my favorite color? Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know? <laughs> We'll do a lot of that. Right. We do. We will. I feel like we'll, we'll do both. By the of end of this, things. we'll know your favorite color. Well, right. sure. I mean, ask the questions. <laughs> but, you know, have a little intellect as well. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon. Bacon is my. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Hey, bud. What's up? Guess what time it is? Fall. Yes. You know what that means? That means that the, the trees are shedding their leaves. Indeed, indeed. You know what does not shed leaves automatically? Chesticles, testicles, and cheeks. Right. So it is time for some fresh ball fall action. Yeah. My friends. Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0, featuring their patented skin safe technology. Mm hmm. Guys. If, you, if you're not using Manscaped yet, what are you waiting for? Come on. And what do your balls look like? Ooh. <laughs> right? It's got an LED light. So mm -hmm. if you're worried about nicking something or not being able to see, you don't have to worry. The lawnmower has it. Shave in the dark. Exactly. You, it's waterproof. It go is waterproof. Into, go into the shower. If you don't want to make a mess outside the shower, go in the shower. Shave do in a there. dark shower. <laughs> yeah. You can do that with Manscaped. Uh, if you go to manscaped.com, Use the promo code BACONPOD. 
It'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping. And it's not even just for the lawnmower. No, it's for everything. You can get the crop mops, shampoo, they have body soap, they have lotions, all kinds of things. Check it out, manscaped.com. If you can't remember the promo code, just jump over to baconsbypodcast.com and check out our sponsors page. Always remember to clean your testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks with Manscaped. Yeah, man. What's your bacon? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bacon is My Podcast, where today we are joined by not Jimmy. I am uh, Jimmy. This is this uh, is DJ. I'm not Jimmy. He's Jimmy for the day. Jimmy for the day. DJ yeah. from Rebel Nine and the Hard Rock Lunchbox. That's me. Hard Woo! Rock Lunchbox. Who said that? Noon to two, two Eastern on Thursday. Thursday live. WNRR.com. Yeah. Yeah, I remembered that. Thank you. I did not remember that. I get that wrong all the time. <laughs> and I am Mike, of course. And today we are joined by a fucking legend. This dude I've been I've been listening to for it feels like forever. Yeah. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, Shaley, Deshell, Bourget, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Thank you guys for having me. No, I, I'm super excited. Um, I saw the your you know your your PR agent sent past us the uh, the new record, uh, like the announcement, and I'm like, oh shit, there's a new record. This is this awesome. is gonna work out and, well. Uh, <laughs> I listened to it and. First of all, like I said, I, I've been listening to you for a, a long fucking time. I actually, I saw you, it was definitely pre-COVID. Uh, like, we're, we're from New York. We're Long Island, New York. So, Amityville Music Hall. Oh, wow. Is oh. where I actually saw you. I, I think Ooh. I remember the last show I had to play there. I had to go to have an emergency root canal. And my half my face was all numb. when Oh, I shit, really? Yeah. It sucked. It was painful. Like, And I had oh. this, like russian lady she was just mean and bulldoggy drilling in me and every time i was trying to because i couldn't really understand her there was like a accent you know it was really thick right and she right. was getting mad at me right and i'm like oh, yeah. dude and i'm just sitting there just like oh man it was the worst they had to shoot me up like eight times nine times with this numbing because I, they, they told me i had a hot tooth it was so infected that the numbing wasn't helping it ideally i was supposed to go to sleep but you know right. i don't have luxury when i'm making nothing on the road right <laughs> right yeah I actually I played a show two days after getting a tooth pulled. That's always fun. That sucked. Yeah, yeah. that oh. sucked. It was like the, the like the the stitches were still there and oh yeah, whole nine. Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. It was a rough show. It's amazing what happens to people like us, like medically. Like you think like you know oh you know performing musician doing whatever like the team of doctors. No, nope. <laughs> last last What's records. Last, well, it's, there's that, too. The last record that we were recording, I was passing kidney stones while recording guitar tracks. Yeah. Now, I'd like to think it added to the intensity. I don't think it did, but I'd like to think so. <laughs> but it's like, you're on the road. It's just like, yeah, man, there's an urgent care, maybe. Or there's a sheets, you know, go get yep. some rubbing alcohol. Hope for the best. Get some NyQuil. Suck yeah. Oh, yeah. NyQuil, Robitussin will fix most things on the road because you don't, you know, you can't really afford to do anything else. So. Break your leg. Pour some tussin. Pour on some tussin on it. Yeah, exactly. Chris Rock was right, man. <laughs> he, he knows what's going on. Um, what's really awesome is not only do you have this new record, Pegasus, out now, which is, like we said in the seven questions, like this is day shell to the next fucking level. Like your the ear candy that's in there, the production, how big it sounds, how crisp it sounds. Like you and Joey Sturgis did wizardry 
in the studio because it sounds fucking great dude. like really awesome <laughs> it's so good. Um, thank you what i'm really excited for and and as we're recording this now uh the the actual documentary drops tonight right uh when this comes out <laughs> go watch the documentary if you haven't seen it yet right because it's out right by um, the time you see this that'll be out we live in the future we we are in we're the back to the future which was so funny because i saw that you had a documentary coming out when he asked me the guest host i was like oh this is fucking perfect i'll watch the documentary i'll have a million questions so i go to youtube punch in and it's like this will be out in two days i'm like motherfucker <laughs> so what like, a, well the the thumbnail for the documentary looked awesome man like <laughs> that's what i got so far we got a lot out of it so far yeah right but i'm excited i mean it was like so people just starting to sign up i'm watching like all the comments i'm like yeah, well, no, I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna have to watch that as soon as this is over. Well, I actually have I have two questions uh, regarding that. First of all, what what made you want to document? Like, I, I know you've got a Patreon and stuff, and and like that's important. Creating that 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 connection with you and and the people on Patreon and and building that and showing them how how the the sausage is made per se. But what made you want to uh, put this out to the public? Number one, number two. I know you're getting into cinematography and and directing and all that kind of stuff. So, did you re direct this at all? Did you edit this? Did you did you have any hand in any of that? Uh, yeah, I uh, I had my buddy Ben shoot it, um, but he's having a kid at the time and he needs to focus on that. So I took it under my wing, and while I was editing it, which I just edited on CapCut. Now this was just me. Just get I've never done this stuff before, other than on a phone app doing a few things. So I did my very best to compile the best material I could find out of, you know, the hours of footage that we, he took and just put it all together in a sequence and just kind of, you know, it's, there's not necessarily a story. That's why I called it moments of creativity, but it's in order of like the days that what happened. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I'm definitely getting into cinematography. I wouldn't call this like anything special. I, I just did it because I felt I didn't want to pay someone else to do something like this. You know, it's not that big of a deal to, to put text on the beginning and put, you know, uh, yes. together. Um, so right. uh, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, I did it, and the reason why, the reason why I did it was just because I'm one. I never done anything like that, you know, and and I thought it would be special. And two, like this this album is as much as my album as it is the fans. You know, the fans made this happen. I you know, we raised uh just shy of fifty three thousand dollars. So you know, and it was That's yeah, so my. Great. I, I I can't describe how grateful and surprised I am, but because my fans trust me and Deshaul isn't a big band by any means, but the ones that love Deshaul, it proves that they love Deshaul. And, you know, not a lot of bands look at that kind of treatment, you know, not on my level. Um, but yeah, I just think it would be another thing special to give back to, to make them feel more inclusive to, to what I did. You know, they, they didn't get to be there. So I might as well shoot some stuff and, you know, let them kind of live vicariously through the video, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so important. And, and Mikey and I have talked about this for years because as people that are like in music and do these things, we realize that what we do every day is what we do every day, but other people just have this complete other concept of what it's like to be a working and recording and performing musician. So, you know, I'll, I'll know this in about two hours, but I assume that they get to see like, the less glamorous parts about recording a record because sometimes it's just not you know it's not all 
working with Quincy Jones and like, you know, drop that beat, you know, and all that other stuff. Like there's a lot of work that goes into these things. And I think people forget that we're just people doing our job. Like it's, it's our equivalent of like, you know, flip that hamburger because it's done on that side. Like we have to do that kind of stuff. Like do that, take again, try this, take again, or I can't get it today or man, my finger hurts or, you know, whatever. So I love when, when, when musicians like, and especially like super creative people, like you like, will kind of like just let other people see that because it's like see i told you it's not all that awesome like sometimes you're just pressing a button 500 times because you can't get that part and like that's so important for people to see especially in this case since like you said it's for the fans and the fans basically paid for it. it's like they're it's as close as they get to like being over your shoulder watching uh what you're doing and i'm super psyched to see what that looks like yeah i mean it you know it, it's not um, I'm just a little bummed that I didn't think about that sooner or it didn't have the idea in my head, but I had befriended, a, I had, a, I got a cool friend throughout the, the past few years, my buddy Ben, and he had the camera, you know, and we started doing some stuff together. So I asked him if you'd fly out for a few days and shoot it. And he did, but I really wish I would have like filmed myself writing the songs. Cause that's oh, what, yeah. all you see is pre-production of already written songs in this documentary and me doing vocals and what happens to me in between which I severely got ill and had to be rushed to the hospital and uh, was dehydrated. I had a headache, a migraine beyond belief. I was like, literally, I can't explain. It was worse than a flu because I felt so unhealthy. Like I was like 10% of my health and I was just this dying man and I had to do it. I had to fly like that and I had to record the whole album like that, you know? Wow. So, yeah, but that shows, it kind of shows a little bit of that. And uh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome for them to see that in you. Like, I am, I'm so psyched. Like, I just wish I could speed up time and just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> time out. Yeah. Have you guys checked out BaconIsMyPodcast.com yet? It's like the portal to everything Bacon Is My Podcast. It's got episodes. Mm -hmm. It's got music. Yeah. It's got swag. Yeah. And it has a portal to all of our sponsors, our awesome sponsors like GrillYourAssOff.com, DrinkWildBills, Manscaped, and... Uh, of course, mythical beards. Mythical beards, yeah. So check it out. I mean, you can just, from one page, find so many things. Yes. Right? Check out our swag. Check yeah. out their swag. Get those discount codes. And just, you know, help out the show. Exactly. And always remember to ask yourself one super important question. Mm, what's your bacon? Yep. Welcome in to Metalhead Journeys. What is Metalhead Journeys? It's exactly how it sounds. It's a journey through the world of metal by a couple of metalheads. Are you thinking of getting into metal? Where do you begin? There's so many different subgenres. What bands are good? What albums are good? We'll provide answers to all of those questions. We'll handle all the research and do all the dirty work by listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly, so you don't have to. Classic albums, new albums, bands no one's ever heard of. Get ready as we'll applaud and criticize with the same passion. This is Metalhead Journeys. Um, what I wanted to ask is, like, because uh, you, you brought in Joey Sturgis to uh, come work with you on this. And, um, you know, something that, I mean, we we do a lot of that similar, like, it's not necessarily one-man band, but it is. But, well, um, <laughs> yeah, we've all done it. We've, we, we do the, we do the yeah, like, recording it on our own and all that kind of stuff. So, like, for me, I, I always have a hard time, uh, like, with vocals, right? how how do you find how how do you yourself go into a session like to record vocals and did you do it 
by yourself on this record uh where you're able to pull apart okay this is what i need to be a performer hey I, i'm gonna engineer are you able to get out of that headspace when you're doing like vocal takes and stuff like that are you doing those on your own or do you bring in joey to do those um or do you go to joey that's a good question um because uh when I record like my songs and I do my demos, there's something very magical that's hap that happens with my voice, in my opinion, that's so innocently like loose. And there's just, just there's just so much more texture and style when I'm doing it for the first time. And then when I get in the when I get in the booth with Joey, so to speak, and this is no knock at Joey whatsoever, but there's just something inside. I think this is for every singer. Like there's some kind of like I don't know if it's resilience or trying to impress them. In, uh, you know internally like you're not really like you're like you're you're uh what's the word i'm looking for you know your intuition i guess no i don't know but you know what i mean like i don't know what it is but i just feel like my takes are too safe when i'm with a producer you well, know is it just because you're with a producer or is it because you've actually worked on the song longer like the earlier demos like you say like you don't necessarily know them your voice maybe doesn't have a muscle memory and do you know what i mean like you get a lot of like oh that was interesting let's try that just because you don't really know what you're doing by the time I feel like by the time you're going in to record your record, like you kind of know what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, so. I knew exactly. I mean, it was all ready to go when, when I went in the studio, but it, you know, I re-sang everything for the most part. There's a few parts that we used the demo takes because they were just good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just, you know, some of the parts I'm listening to, that's my biggest critique because, you know, vocals are the forefront of Deshell. That's why everybody comes to Deshell. And then musicians love Deshell for what I do musically. Um, but, you know, so I'm always really anal about that. And uh, but it was awesome working with Joey, because when you're by yourself, you know, I'm pretty good at writing these songs pretty close to complete by myself. But there's those few little that 10 percent more where a producer comes in and he's like, you need to put a third harmony on here or you need to change this harmony or something. These little minute tweaks that they that producers can do really help shape the full you know outline of the song you know in the long run so you know i think it's important and i love tracking vocals with joey it's the funnest thing ever dude we are the we're just goofy as shit dude you know we're just <laughs> even when i was sick the fact that i got to record with joey a peaceful respectful person like himself and a goofy guy he really just helped me just by being himself i mean i know he was just being him but our our goofy banter really helped me get through that because man every second i just wanted to drop to my knees and cry dude like i just wanted to give up oh. i felt that bad that's so yeah. awful um on this record there is so much space like that's the one thing that i i like you always had the ear candy and some of the electronics going on but this has like legit space like diamond eyes <laughs> deftones space to it ear candy mm -hmm. I, I, ambiance and stuff like that um do you did that come with uh it, was that like just working that way like working on all this extra like ear candy stuff throughout the years or is that like joey's suggestion or i mean how did how did that stuff take shape um, that's a big reason why I went to Joey because I, I always see my songs and, and, you know, which even goes to like me now doing the videos for it in the future is like, when I write a song, I see a movie. I mean, I live up by myself in the middle of nowhere, right? I have, there's no roads, it's well water, you know, no real sewage, you, you know, all that crap. So I got a lot of time on my hands 
and I deal with an in, you know a pre-existing injury that's led me to not touring ever again. And life's not easy for me, right? So I have a lot of time to work on my music and watch movies. And and, and I've always loved movies, but I didn't realize how much I love them, you know, until like as of late. Um, but when it comes to like writing my songs, I just I see so much cinematic value into them, and I don't. I'm I'm a one man band. I have to play and do everything. It's almost impossible for me to be great. I mean, I would say I'm the greatest thing I'm at is singing, but everything else I'm just kind of like okay at it. And it's really hard to um, perfect one of them when you're trying to learn all of them. Um, so when it comes to like all that ear candy that you're talking about, you know, that comes like 50% of me. You know, I definitely had some cool production little ideas and stuff that I sent along with the stems. But it really boils down to Joey and, and most importantly, John. John did post-production on this. Uh, I, I think his last name's Enberg. I don't know. I'm butchering it, dude. But uh, <laughs> he he took my ideas for, I think, like five of the songs on the album or more. And basically what he did, because he, 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 he uh, professionalizes in like electronic making music so oh, okay. i sent him my ideas and stuff or, or the stems to my songs and he recreated some of them or added or tweaked and manipulated some of them and just brought it to a whole nother world plus joey's ear for impactful value intention and release uh prime example is um the song you wish if you're listening to the breakdown you know the bridge and it's going into the last chorus you, you hear these violins start to swell and get dissonant and loud and you feel this tension so hard and it explodes into the last chorus and then we turn up not like the first two uh courses we turn up the key so it just sounds more huge and it's just like four guys dude we just it was a really good recipe everybody was so, so great and the production value that you hear is because of all four of us working in tangent with one another and the respect was just so high for each other there was never an argument there was never a debacle like we 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 just had we knew what we needed to do and we got in and did it in 10 days and got the fuck out that's what we did <laughs> awesome that's incredible i i have so many questions from what you just said my brain is just racing with shit but you brought up you wish and i just want to just take two minutes and I want to explain to you how I first heard that song because it was so funny to me in my head. So I was actually at one of our town parks, was waiting for my daughter, it was one of our town parks. It's sunset. I put my earbuds in. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to the new song. I'm I'm at a beautiful park. There's geese, there's swan, there's a lake. And I put on my earbuds, I hit play and it's got the intro and stuff. And it's like, oh, all right, okay, ready. Now just picture the most beautiful, serene thing. And then blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, I just got kicked in the balls. This is awesome. <laughs> and it was just so funny because it just the juxtaposition between like this beautiful sunset over a lake and like, man, he's mad. <laughs> he's mad about something. And then it goes into the exact chorus that like I would have expected from you. Like just this so melodic and just so, but it was just the way it came in and just like, smacked me in my face stole my wallet my keys just like it was just it was so awesome and i've been wanting to tell you that so much and then you just you brought up the song like i just love how that just just comes right at you because i just wasn't ready for it and yeah. now it's like i'm never gonna get that back but like i still remember like how i felt the first time i heard it yeah that's the whole point of that song was like, I'm, I'm usually, we, I had to talk with Joey. He's like, you should put that as the first song. I'm like, really dude? I'm all, it's the heaviest one though. Like we don't want to like 
give him everything right away but he's like no wake those fuckers up dude yeah. let's go and i'm like you know what you're damn right you got it <laughs> fucking scare the shit out of them yeah well i'm here That's to tell awesome. you it worked on exactly at least one person because i just love that and i've been telling that story every time i play the song so hell I just, yeah i just love that um so, something that you brought up earlier too is is you know you, you were like um predominantly singing and then i do everything else and it's just one guy doing it and stuff so so we like i said we we do a lot of that ourselves mm. and um like i know that in past interviews you've and not to mention like that's the other thing that nobody likes to talk about is like when you're a musician and you have a band and you're a one-man band kind of thing yeah you have to program or play drums you have to play bass guitar yeah. sing yep keys whatever else uh but also now in the current climate and you're independent as well so uh you have to be uh PR manager, you have to be social media. Oh, yeah. Manager, all you have to be booking music. You have stuff. to be yeah. everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in in recent interviews, you actually said that you would possibly be interested in joining a project that exists already. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any because you, you went from a band and then you became your own thing and I, I left a band and I became my own thing and I felt a little bit better and I got the itch and I got into a band again and then like a year into it or so i'm like starting to see the things where i'm like yeah this is why i didn't i i like working with less people kind of thing um i mean have you have you attempted to do anything outside day shell in terms of like joining a band or anything like that in the past however many years it's been no, I mean, I've had people hit me up and I've tried to collab with some people, but nobody ever follows through. You know, that's one thing, you know, I'm very uh, focused and uh, determined. And a lot of people I've come to find in this industry, they just they're in love with the idea than the actual act of doing it. And I'm, a, I'm a, at heart, I'm a fan of I'm a true fan of music. You know, I'm not here to look cute and have somebody write my songs and reap the benefits of popularity. No, I'm here to push my limits and my boundaries and hopefully inspire the next generation to be better than me, you know, because, you know, I really feel like there's not a lot of people like me in my genre trying to push limits like the limits the way that I do them. Um, you know, so the, the the genre needs somebody like me, you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. who else is going to do it? Fuck. Right. Yeah. Are, are you uh, are you still like thinking about? All right. Well, I'd like to like join something existing you know something yeah. it just just to kind of because like just our buddy jim just he he joined something and it was just like cool i could just bring my guitar and not have to worry about it yeah. writing all the it songs so and, good. and singing all the songs <laughs> right. and booking, booking anything and yeah. caring about you know social media just show up play a few chords be like thank you everybody good night that sounds like the dream <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what i'm looking for you know like i'm, I'm definitely waiting uh i know i I have some plans to do another song with possibly with Andromeda again after his album drops. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I really, I would love it. It have to be the right people, you know, I have to be yeah, yeah. for the right reasons and uh, people that are determined, you know, if I'm going to lay my vocals over this and push this on my, and I'm still going to work. It's not like I'm trying to get a free pass. I'm just trying to take a little bit of the load off over here. So I don't have to worry about that. Like right. maybe the mixing and the writing of the music side. Sure. Yeah. I'll do all the, vocal posts and make videos and be creative for us to to post you know like that be a team effort but most of the time when you're in a fucking band there's only one guy doing it all right or two if you're lucky 
Other yeah. than that, there's just people there freeloading, asking for royalties and create and thinking they have an opinion in the music, even though they don't write it, you know? Right. right. Well, that's always fun. <laughs> well, when you when you when you play drums to something, you created the beat. Because <laughs> without without the drums, there wouldn't be a song. There wouldn't be a song. Right. That's I hear I hear that all the time. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. it's 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 crazy. I that's 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 the thing with me, is like, you know, I got back into it and the same like you said, same situation. It's just like fuck can like you're right they, and it's not just the industry i just think that a lot of people are just well it's basical and not not driven not driven to do something better and like you said right leave, exactly you know leave a legacy kind of thing i mean in fairness to to you like you tend to when <clears throat> when you join a band you tend to be part of the band like you want to be <clears throat> excuse me in the band yeah and the sweeter spot is actually being in a band that kind of lets you do what you do like that's i feel like that's right. something that you could you could use and i think a lot of people could use that but to your point like it just it doesn't help if you're still the only one doing anything um you know like i when when you were when you were doing the record and you said you were like working with uh you know uh, joe but anyway, i always forget that uh <laughs> I always forget that Joey Sturgis is a real person just because I just use his plugins all the time. And it's just like, it's like I'm working with my friend Kmart. You know what I mean? Like I forget he's an actual person. Right. Because it's like, I just put on the Sturgis tones. Like it's like, it's just like, it's, it's a, a brand, but yeah. I forgot there's an actual person behind that. But so like I, you said, you went into the, to the studio to do the vocals with him, but for the rest of this stuff, like you were saying with the, the John guy, like, do you, are you like, here's all my stems and like a week later you get back a package of stems and you have to listen to it or is it like more back and forth or is it like well the, the way it worked in this studio is john has studio b upstairs so oh. when i flew in <laughs> we just went ham right i flew in first day i had to catch up because i was in the hospital so i had to like get some some last minute stems they needed or i needed to bounce them correctly whatever so i got that going i sent them john had them all upstairs while i'm working on we're working down here John's up there. I hear something. I run up there. I'm listening to him. I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I run back down and then come back. Or or just one day he just, just surprises me. You know, I didn't really mess with him. You know, I was just like, there was only like one time where I went up there and and it was specifically for, uh, or actually commented on what I want, like what would be cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, C'est La Vie, I was like, dude, we need to put some Mongolian like throat singing the intro of this song. And then, uh, you know, he found a Mongolian and we were just sitting there like laughing and, and, and we're walking back downstairs, me and Joey to go back to work, even though that's work too. But, um, you know, I just started doing it for fun. The Mongolian sounding and I got right. it. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> I blown out. And it was in the awesome. right key, the rasp and everything. So we, we, we recorded it. And what you hear in the intro of that song is me. No <laughs> shit. Awesome. That's, yeah. That is sick. That's, that that's is really sick. awesome. All right. Quick timeout. I want to let everybody know that despite, the summer being gone, right. uh, heading into the fall, does not mean that grilling season is over. No, if you have a grill, it is always grilling season. I feel like it's just getting started. And if you're grilling, if you're cooking, if you're doing any of that, make sure you do that with GrillYourAssOff.com. Taste the freedom! Exactly. Grill Your Ass Off is an awesome, awesome company. It is made in Texas. It is veteran-owned. And they were small business of the year. Yeah, veteran small business of the year, uh, 2023, which is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. They also just partnered with 
Sailor Jerry. Now, rum may be my personal uh, avoid-at-all-costs booze, but right. some people really love it. And I guess I guess I, I have to admit, even at its worst, it's delicious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a new Sailor Jerry Ironsides barbecue sauce that you can check out, too. And anything that you decide to get at GreaterRouseHop.com, you want a deal? You want a special? You want some money off? Use the promo code. Bacon. Because everything's better with bacon. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Come on. 10% off. Get it on all of their jerkies, all of their seasonings, all of their condiments, even their swag. Their swag is pretty sweet. Yeah. Spread, so. some, spread some seasoning on those swags. So definitely head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code BACON for 10% off. And always remember to ask yourself one super important question. What's your bacon? Hey guys, Matt coming at you from The Real Drunks. Hey, if you're in a movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends, join myself, Jake, and Alyssa on The Real Drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's The Real Drunks, R-E-E-L, The Real Drunks. Check us out. That, that's yeah, really cool that you John- guys can all do that. Yeah, like John, John just kind of just did his thing and I would just approve or not. But, you know, the thing is, I did, like I said, I think we all just knew what this, this album needed. So there wasn't any like, no, it was just more like, how are we balancing all these cool sounds, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I really like the fact that you are so, not, you know, like 99% of the material and yet you find space to let other people do what they're good at yeah, on you- your material, which is like, it's pretty rare. You find because usually if you find somebody that's in control that that much, it's I'm in control all of it, and and the magic really happens when you're like, you're good at this, you do that, and I love to hear that you basically just did that. Here, make this magical. Go, go make this magical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I just looked at it as like a sense of relief, you know, doing this all by myself. It's very frustrating, and like there's nobody there, there's nobody behind me rooting right. me on. You know, like nobody's saying that's a killer part. So when I was there, when I finally got to send my files to other people, it was just like, thank goodness, right. help, it's all in the way. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's, I feel it. I feel it here. I, I, that's, that's, I think finding, like, finding those people in your life is super important. Like, oh, yeah. like between him, uh, my co-host, Jimmy, and I, when we have new material, like, that, that's literally the circle. And we literally just throw. Yeah throw demos throw that that kind of stuff if it wasn't for these guys I, i'd be fucking lost <laughs> he, he did that to me on one of my songs on the last record i don't even remember which song it was but i like i kind of in the back of my head knew i had phoned the chorus in because it fit but it was also low and i was like yeah i could sing this really easily and i knew it here and then i sent it to him and i got a text he's like chorus sounds a little lazy and i was like yeah i know i know (laughs) so it's important to have that like and it's just that's why i think i respond so much or it resonates so much with me like that you're telling that you know the way that you were working it like all everybody was like doing a station like this was you know the 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 shrimp station and that this is the meat station but like everybody's like really good at what they're doing and so that kind of those ingredients explain so much yeah why the product is so good <laughs> like just yeah, right I, out of the box it wasn't like an album where i came in and like helped me write this you know what joey's probably mainly used to is you know most bands come in with just a couple ideas a couple songs and then joey writes and everybody else writes and finishes the songs for them right. um so like it wasn't a sense of them having to do that this was a, a great opportunity 
to see what everybody could do to make these already good songs fabulous. And, and, I, and I think everybody nailed it. Like I put 100% trust in Joey, of course. I mean, he's my dude. He's my bro. I love him to death. So, you know, having him and he was the, he was, you know, the leader of this whole journey and he just made the right calls, you know, it's all the way down to, we got real violin players and cello players on this, you know, he, that was his call. We need, he's like, we need it. It'll just give it that, even though we could get away with it with synth, you know, uh, uh, we just need that extra organicness with, yeah. with you know? Yeah. Dude, you know you got a good product, and it's like, dude, we need real violin players. Like, that's <laughs> know, what's right? missing. <laughs> it's like everything else is just perfect. We need this. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's No, that's that's a huge difference. That makes it, and like spatial-wise, you, you could hear the space in a real versus a, a mini. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> So, so we're talking about all these roles you've taken on in Dayshell and, and how you're looking to take a load off, but then you're getting into cinematography and stuff. So, like, I, you know, obviously, automatically people go, oh, well, obviously he just wants to do music videos or whatever. Um, but, like, what other aspirations do you have getting into cinematography? You said you're very into movies. You watch a lot of movies and stuff like that. So, like, what are some of the things that, that inspired you to kind of pivot and get into it um what inspired me is people disappointing me you know that's really how i work is you disappoint me enough i'm just going to do it myself because yeah. i know i'm going to get it done and i'm going to get it done the way that i want it, want it to be done and that's really what it boils down to and this is not to talk shit on anybody in particular there's just been enough throughout my journey and i'm not saying everybody that took a photo or shot a music video screwed me in fact i'm thankful for everybody you know on this album but in general you know, I don't want to have to wait on somebody's availability. I'm tired of that shit. Cancellations, this and that. Oh, this is this is going on in my life. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know, I. Right. Just, you know, like, well, what about me? What I. Right. So it gets to that point where I was just so upset, and, and, and it's killing me because this album meant so much to me, and still does. You know, so I was like, I got to get into this, and, and for the future, like, I got to do something. Like something has to set. I have to separate myself more from the from the from the norm i have to be something different and i'm just i'm just creative dude there's just so much shit going on in my brain all the time and i have to get it out it's i have to you know it's not just like i want to it's i have to do it like i feel it right now like just talking about it makes me want to grab a camera and right. make something you know <laughs> yeah right. um but you know movie it's really for the future i'm basically gonna probably do one because I shot a music video that comes out next Friday and it's on a tripod, but I try to make it as much as interesting as I can. I don't want to spoil it too much. You guys will see. Yeah. Um, but I'm really proud of that because that allowed me to understand um, proper exposure, um, color grading, and like just messing with uh, DaVinci Resolve, which is what I'm editing in and trying to figure that out. So, it, you know, that's my first step. Okay, I got those things figured out. What's next? Now I need to hand, now I need to control the camera and be the guy behind the camera. Um, so, uh, you know, my, my whole idea moving forward is do 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 a music video probably for like Say La Vie since I really like that song and there's just so much cinematic it's shit happening song. in it. Um, see what I can do there. But moving forward, like I don't think I'll ever be able to do an album again in this type in this, you know, day and age with how music works and how, you know, your all the songs all the songs other than your singles on your album really don't get the light of day, really, if you look right. Statistics. So it's like it's kind of a waste of money to re to release it like that when I could focus on one banger song and then do a cinematic movie 
behind it. I'm not just talking about a musical. What I have in my head is to build the story and next year do five songs. And within those five songs are five videos, but it's a continuous story. And it's not just when the song starts in this. No, there's like an intro and there's an outro and there's acting and there's grit and there's grime and there's mysterious and there's characters and there's things and people you love in it and, and build this story and have every release just be extra special. Not only do I have a cool song coming out, but I have this awesome visual behind it. And the people that watch the first one want to know what happened to Steve. Did he die or not? I don't know. I'm just saying. Right, that. right. It's always Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That, that so is really my... awesome. Yeah, I'm already wanting to see it, man. What are you doing here? Come on. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Like, I'm so psyched. I was like, I already thought, like, you're already working on this. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to check this out. Because that, well, that, mean... that sounds so awesome. It sounds like something that's absolutely the next step for, you know, because, I mean, people are always industry, wanting more from, industry, from musicians. Right, right. Because everybody can put out a single. I mean, nobody's doing records anymore. I mean, like, because for exactly what you just said, like, you don't do records. We've we've done our last record. We're all about singles now because you can really focus on doing a single. But if you're going to do, like, some sort of mastery behind, you know, some, like, TSO-level story that you're telling across, like, five songs, like... First of all, it's going to piss everybody off having to wait like 60 to 90 days and build that hype. And they're just like, come on, man. <laughs> just release the video. What happened to Steve, man? Like, everybody wants to know. Right. But that'll be awesome. And that that creates intensity and it creates, you know, like the user experience. Like they're invested in this story now because it's, it's more. It's way more than just the song. And if you can get the song... Like if, if the song is just the natural extension of the video thing that you're doing, and like you said, like you just want to be doing more and more of this stuff, so it's your vision. Like, there's not going to be this discrepancy between what the video guy thought you meant and you know what the producer thought you meant in the song. Like, it's going to be your vision. It's going to be exactly what you wanted it to be. Like, I am, I am super psyched for this already, and it doesn't even exist. <laughs> Same, dude. I'm scared of it, but I have to do it. You know, and every time I put my mind to something, like for I somehow pull it off. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, I know it's like, Shay, don't you have enough shit you still need to learn? But yeah, but you know, at the same time, I only yeah. live once, dude. Like, I want to be remembered as somebody that like, damn, you know, I just want to be remembered for a couple of years after my death, at least, you know, right. jeez. Well, I think the challenge enough, the challenge is enough to motivate you. Like, yeah. Just like, oh, that's going to be hard. I'm going to do it twice. You know, <laughs> like that's like, I love hearing that in other people because it just, it just creates it, it just it removes all these boundaries and limits of like what people are thinking is normal like that that old model that you know you do this and you tour like i love this you're creating like content like real content for something that just doesn't really exist nobody else is doing that like it's yeah I'm, people I'm so have done excited. but i'm like my whole thing is just like to dedicate my whole future to it you know i've yeah. seen people try to do these mini movies and you know, I can't really say what mine's in the Toronto. Maybe shitty for all we know. But one thing's for sure is, you know, my my um, idea of good is usually good. You know, like yeah. I don't, I don't. If something's not right and a song isn't where I need it to be, it's not being released. And this is the same outlook I'm going to do with my film. How I'm going to achieve and write these stories and do that. That's going to be the journey and that's going to be the fun. You know, those eureka moments I love. Like in writing music, you're sitting there and you're like, oh. God dang it. Like, that's yeah. so awesome. Same film, <laughs> yeah. dude. You're holding yeah. the camera and you see this shot and all of a sudden you see it explode and you got the frame and you're like, this is why people love film. This is amazing. Like, I am addicted, dude. And, you know, like, I, I can, 
you should have seen me like last month because I just got into this like two months ago. And I every night till three in the morning, I'm doing research on what lenses I need. How what the fuck is the difference between aperture and and ISO and what is ISO and why are people calling aperture this and that? Right. You know, like, and then Da Vinci, like what the hell? How do I even use this thing? It's nothing like logic, you know. And, but right. it's, all, it's all fun, and 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 I, you know, I can't wait. And I and I really I hope that this conversation you know, comes up after I do this and, you know, I did it. Right? I made you guys proud, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited for you. I mean, I just, I know what you said, like you said, you know, you got to start Googling everything. Like, what is this? And like, why is this one better? It's like, cause you don't know what you don't know. And then you're, you're like, you know, three, three days deep in, a, in like a Reddit rabbit hole of why this aperture <laughs> is better. It's like, oh man, I haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, this whole thing actually so it reminds me of uh one, one of the guests that that were on a, a few a few months ago we had uh project 86 mm -hmm. uh they have a they have a patreon as well and they like the whole concept that they're doing is very much like that um but they're doing concept records and each record they're doing a full-length movie it's a two-part mm -hmm. like two-part record they're doing two parts of uh, two different records they're doing a full-length movie on each one and a comic book series and they're in early development of a fucking video game <laughs> like a, right. I, I think it's a, i think it's like a first person video game so it's I don't like think a it's whole industry it's, on this it's one a, record it's fuck, yeah it's wild it's a concept two concept records obviously but uh but yeah that it like just the way the way that you're thinking in the way that he was thinking is just like man that is there's so many moving parts it's like hard to wrap your head around but you're like oh man this is gonna be so sick like i'm so grateful that we have opportunities to do that in this day and age right but there's half of me that like dude why can't i just write a song like slow ride and like go tour for four years on that one song you know what i mean like those days are you can't like write a great song anymore and then like cool i'm done i guess like that's just not how that works i mean unless i guess unless you're like ed sheeran sure or taylor swift or whatever but like i mean i've had that conversation with my family a lot like why don't you write a hit song it's like oh why didn't i think of that <laughs> like like, like <laughs> it's just no because even if you write the hit song now you have to do all this other hit stuff yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not creative like him at all. Like, I, if I did a movie, it would be like stick. It'd be like those stick figures you would draw, like in paper, like in class, where you just have to flip, 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 flip. Oh, there's my movie. <laughs> hey, have you ever wondered how you could actually help the show out? I mean, not, not just like listening and giving a five star review or buying a T-shirt or working a little with bit sponsors. of extra zans. Yeah. Are you one of those people that likes extra stuff, mm. that likes a little bit more? Can't spell extraordinary without that little extra. Exactly. So if you like that stuff, if you want a little bit of extra bacon, like huh. tasting shows and cooking shows and yeah. early access to ap episodes, I mean, shoot, you can't get any earlier than live. That's true. Every week we do our discussion and drinks live for our patrons over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast check it out check out the tiers see what's right for you help us out we love you thanks for being a part of it remember to ask yourself what's your bacon um something that uh so we asked you we said it at the end of uh what's your bacon in seven questions the, the whole gist of this show is what's your bacon bacon could be literally anything 
you are a driven, hardcore, straightforward musician, but you got to get your mind off things somehow. So what is what is that bacon in your life that makes it a little bit easier to deal with? Uh, you know, get your get your mind off things, slow you down a little bit. Um, it seems like you don't like to slow down, but but when you do, what what is that bacon? I don't know. Bacon does like the actual bacon that you fry and eat. You know, that is definitely helpful. That'll slow you down. Yeah, yeah. That that'll definitely make you think twice about you know your life and you know. <laughs> but um <laughs> i don't know man you know like that's it you know like I, I like i said i live alone in the middle of nowhere and if i'm not working on songs i'm building guitars and figuring out how to find the right guitar to do the stuff that i want to do because i mean if you guys want to get a conversation on guitars i'll talk for days because the, you know they, they i use some interesting instruments that a lot of people don't use you know most of the songs you hear on the album i use I are in double drop E and I use a 30 scale six string baritone crossover bass guitar. It's called an Ibanez SRC six. So it's technically wait. a bass six string bass short scale, but with guitar string spacing. Wait, what? do they, do they make that or did you make that from out of something else? No, they discontinued it and they, they released a new model. I bought it and immediately returned it as piece of shit. So <laughs> think about the one I have now, but the, you know, the, you know, that's the thing. Like, why am I using that? Why did I choose to get a 30 scale baritone crossover bass? Well, you know, the biggest misconception in metal and guitar players is the way to go lower is to have more strings. And that's wow. incorrect on many, many ways, because yes, you can have a normal, you know, 25.5 scale seven string guitar and tune it to drop A. But the problem what you're going to have to do in order for that string to stay in tune and not pitch drift as much is to put a bigger string on there right now right. the problem what happens when you put a bigger string on that short of a fretboard is your intonation and not only is that the only problem the other problem is tonality you're losing the natural harmonics you would get out of a lighter gauge string that helped that piercing crunch that you hear now you're getting this more muffled tone because the string's so so uh so thick so when you extend the scale to 30 you get that much more tension in your string that means you can put a lighter gauge string on. So I'm rocking yeah. an 80 and I'm in double drop E on a 30 scale and I'm getting all the tone I need out of it. And it sounds like as if I was playing on a normal six string guitar in standard. So if you're really anal about intonation and playability and how the, the strings attack and feel and bounce back, you know, you got to start thinking like, you know, string gauge and string gauge and scaling for what, yeah. tune, you know, I, I actually like what you said about the whole, going lower getting more strings and stuff like that dude i had a seven string for a little while i hated it i hated it i ended up getting actually the, the same baritone, the baritone you got that yeah. i convinced you to get yeah uh i got it i i've switched ever since so i have i have a, a prs 277 and then as a backup i actually built a fender uh yep. baritone with their with their sonic whatever neck yeah i built one yeah well Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I have uh, it's got got a single PRS uh, HMV pickup on it. See, I, I'm funny. a sucker for like one volume knob and one. Yeah, I just I pick up. That's I my thing. I used to be because you know I got in guitar back in the day because I heard Blink One Eighty Two and I realized that they're not really good at their instruments and I thought <laughs> hey, maybe I could do that and I could. The first day I learned you know a couple of Blink songs and I was like yeah I, I didn't really mess with any pickups 
other than the bridge pickup till after of my cement and then this this new album I mean, like most of my leads are on a single coil neck pickup because there's just something about that glassy bassy uh thick tone you get out of it it's just wonderful and and that's what i've experimented with too like i'm totally building my guitars not necessarily the next but like i'm wiring them i'm trying different you know bridges and modifying them you know all that stuff so i've been down the rabbit hole for the past like three years trying to build my guitars to give me the tone that you're hearing on the new album and keep in mind we're still going through amp simulators but that doesn't mean like your your uh, initial signal can't you know you can get most of the work right. there oh yeah yeah they, every producer will tell you that like if you're you, the best you're starting with like will only make it better but mm -hmm. if you're starting with garbage like no amp simulator in the world's gonna fix it yeah okay. i just that's so cool that like because i i am not a gearhead and i never have been a gearhead but i've always been fascinated with like what you actually just said about the intonation and scale like like mikey said like he talked me into getting a baritone like not too long ago and it changed my life literally mm -hmm. and i realized that i absolutely had no idea why that was i didn't even take a minute to pause and think about it i was just literally like oh this is way better and i just went on with my day and then you just explained why it's better and now i know that and i realized that i didn't even bother to know i was just so grateful that you know <laughs> the universe had provided this magical 27 whatever inch being that made my job so much easier and all of a sudden i'm in tune up here like this is so yeah. cool yeah but, I know. yeah and i just i love hearing like all about like because you see that like we get the rail pickups i'm like i don't know what that means dude like just hand me a guitar tell me it sounds good like so it's it's cool that you're like like, do you, did you always know this, or are you just like learning this as you go? And now you're like, I, I need, I need my, I need my double, double for for this song. Like, can you do that now? Like, where you hear it in your head, like only this, the 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 double E can double double drop, the double drop E. Like, I need this guitar for this sound. Like, does your head work that way? Like, no, it's it's just a matter of again, like I when I get so frustrated and something's not working, I have to figure it out and I have to do it myself. And uh, I was trying guitars i was going to guitar center buying guitar wasn't working the intonation the string was buzzing on the fret i'd raise the action really high and it's still buzzing on the fret where's it buzzing out you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that you're like you're take going the mad. frets out <laughs> there's yeah, no fret so, so keep in mind remember this is my solace right this is my break from music but it turned into my hell i actually had to like separate myself from it because of the obsession of trying to find the perfect guitar that works for what <sighs> i'm doing and none of my guitars are there but they're close and they're able to do it but, you know, yeah, it's just years of just research and finding people and understanding the importance of string gauge and um, scale length, depending on your tuning. Um, there's like a couple of websites like uh, Stringjoy that have like a chart that you can look up and they'll, 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 they'll show you the amount of tension you need uh, um, for a certain tuning and what string gauge, you know, so you can get a like more. I didn't even look at that. I just experimented because I got lucky and got endorsed by, which was my only endorsement. Um, but Ernie Ball and I just went ape shit and bought a whole bunch of different <laughs> yeah. strings. And, and, and I, I had to find like my own. All my string packs are custom too. There's none that I buy uh, other than my like standard guitar that's in standard E. But even that, I, I buy a weird pack. But they're all different because I everything has to feel. And each guitar is its own entity. Yeah. And even if you have two of the same guitars, I don't care if people think like wood doesn't matter. You're you're out of your fucking mind if you feel that way. Sure, pickups can cover it all up. But the way that I play guitar is acoustically, and, that, and I mean that with electric. So that's how I find out a guitar's worth my time, right. is the feel, it vibrate through my guitar, the sustain, the clarity, 
because a lot of guitars you're like you'll hit the first three strings and they'll sound like wet under yeah. a blanket and then the last three strings are nice and bright as day you're like what the hell right. you know i can't stand that i i'm like ocd dude it has <laughs> to be all consistent everything has to be perfect so um yeah man it, it, it was definitely a long journey and i've learned a lot of knowledge and i still haven't found my uh excalibur so to speak <laughs> right but i think that i know what i'm looking for now at the very least you know that's awesome uh, and other than guitars, I like to play video games here and there. You yeah, know? but those uh, piss me off too. Yeah. Well, yeah. That could, <laughs> how many? How many? What do you? What are your Xbox? Right. No, nah, I'm PlayStation Eight. PS4. Dude. Oh, okay. Uh, five. No, wait. Yeah, we're at five now. Yeah, I, five. Dude, I don't even know. Yeah, PS4 so like three years ago, man. Get rid of it. <laughs> how many? How many PlayStation controllers have you gone through? Oh, you're. I actually still have the original. Um, I bought a second one just, you know, when the other one dies and none of them break. One of them kind of like gets weird here and there, but I bought it used. So, you know, yeah. uh, my headset, though, you see this shit. So I got this headset, right? And it keeps breaking. And I had to like, this is my only way. Super glue and dirt, dude. <laughs> okay. It works. It works. Yeah. It seems like it's cement now. It's probably yeah, like the really mud good. that holds all those ancient villages together, like yeah, like under right. Pompeii, like it's volcanic ash. <laughs> Just give it. <laughs> yeah, oh man, it works, man. I, you know, it's a great headset. They just kind of uh, miscalculated on the structural integrity, I guess. Well, it's, it totally makes pretty, sense that somebody would good. like fix a guitar that's like the wrong length and all that other shit would be able to figure out how to yeah. fix a headset or probably like everything like in your life like dude it's so funny you say that because the reason why i use dirt is because there's a trick you do when you're um filing your nuts for a guitar mm -hmm. um you know if you let's say you get or it's too low what you what the trick you do is you put baking soda in the nut slot and then you put super glue on it then you let it dry and then you re-slot it well basically that's what i was thinking when i did this i'm like well, I'll put super glue on it and then I'll put dirt on it and then it'll harden and make it harder because the super glue would take forever to dry anyways if I didn't do that and it dries instantly when you throw the dirt on and hardens. So that's awesome. Fuck See, like it. that that's Guitar real knowledge. knowledge. It's real knowledge because you're you're able to like export it out to other areas. Like that's <laughs> no seriously. I mean, like, you know, like the fact that you're like like that's that's what separates us from like a lot of the other animals. Like it's like us and apes. Like you know when they the stick. Oh, this will work here. Like he basically just did that. Right. That's like an evolutionary leap. Right there. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's like a next level of human that just yeah. moving that knowledge over. Like that's awesome. Uh, go, going back to the strings real, real quick. You said you're 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 a stickler about strings. My only thing that bothers me. And it's my quirk. It's so fucking weird. And and people tell me all the time, oh, that's so weird. Uh, I need a wound G-string. Need it. 100%. And that depends, though. It depends on what tuning you're in. Um, there is, to me, there's a maximum thickness for the G-string before it starts just sounding like a doo-doo. Dun, dun, yeah. right? And it feels like crap. But, like, for me, and primarily, like, the tuning that Deshell started on was, started on was uh, in drop B. So I always, and, and I convinced all the guitar players that were in that band, I'm like, you need to get a wound 24, all right? So don't get don't get a plain 24, you're gonna hate your life. So I'm for that, you know, depending though. Like a standard I, standard pack of nines, you don't want a wound G on a nine. No, it'll sound, no. yeah, right, it'll I, sound weird. I, I have one. On a I standard? Can, yep, yep, that strand over there, yep. That's, really? Yeah. Do you I, do that? Do you do that because it's always out of tune and shit and that helps it stay in tune more? I don't like the I don't like the twang of it. 
like this isn't even just like that guitar this is like literally across the board when i first started like so you're like one of those people that just can't even look just, at mayonnaise like you just you weird. need a wow yeah. it's it, yes oh, exactly it's my oh, okay. weird quirk that's it yeah well that's yeah, right. that's, weird, I mean, that's a weird it, quirk to have it, it's weird but it also creates a different tone it really does from plain to wound yeah. it's it's a far different yeah. tone it's funny you say that because the G string on like standard, that's all I, I love that string. It's like the bendiest. It feels the coolest. It gives me enough wide range of notes, but uh, I feel you either way. I, I you know, I'm yeah, on I'm I, team both, dude. I know, I know my guitarist. He like, he plays a lighter gauge than me and I'm convinced it's because he fucks up so much that he just needs to bend up a lot just to, and I watch him do it. Like you're hitting the wrong note, dude. No, am I, am I? <laughs> Like I get there, like, but I feel like he plays you're in the lighter. B too. You're, you're in yeah, B, so. but he plays because I'll play like I play the the chunkier shit, and he does a lot of the melodies. So like nobody really gives a shit what's going on down there yeah. for him. But that's funny to know that about the wound G string for you. I think yeah, I'm yeah. sure because I'm in drop B. I I'm think it's I think it's it. the law that I have a wound G yeah, right. Like yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't it, do it. It's respectful to your your yourself and your guitar if you yeah. have plain G on in drop B anyhow. Yeah, yeah, because I'm drop B on a baritone guitar. Like I think, I think the police yeah. would come. No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> they cart you. They definitely cart you. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Is that an unwound G? Who let you in here? <laughs> well, Shaylee, we we've taken up a lot of your time, and we really do appreciate you hanging out with us for so long. This is really really cool. Actually, this episode marks the very last episode of the third year of this show. Really? Yes. Congratulations. Nice. Yes. Thank you. When when this drops. When this drops. Yeah. And then next that that next week will be the one the three year anniversary. So Can I, I ask him think. one more question from the notes, if you don't mind? Uh, just, yes. So just I don't know, well, Shaylee, you up for it? It's yeah. it, it's it's not even music related, but I read this in the notes and I was like, I have to ask about that. So so in, in our notes it basically says that you're a self proclaimed typo king, which I make a lot of typos myself. I just want to know if there was like one that was like Oh my god, <laughs> so bad. Like, do you have any of those typos? Oh sure. All the time. <laughs> not even me, dude. Like, okay, I'm not the best speller. I don't I don't I'm not the best reader. I wasn't the best in school, although I passed fairly well, surprisingly. Um, but it's not me anymore. It's the damn iPhone, dude. It changed oh, yeah. everything. It, yeah. I don't know what it is, dude. And I don't want to have to proofread every single thing I do. And sometimes I'm, you know, I'm in a rush and I do stuff and I post it and I go, oh, I didn't mean to say suck my ass. I yeah. Say, Are you <laughs> that's kind of what I was wondering. Cause like, those are the ones that I do. And it's like, that's not, you gotta know. I didn't mean to send that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I just let it ride. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. You fucking decode that. Dude. You figure out what I meant. Oh, see, <laughs> see, I thought that I thought that was that was weir weir. Yes. Because weir weir, whenever I want to use one, it gives me the other. When I try to use the other one, it gives me the other. Dude, it's, it's just like, fuck. And I think it's really just fucking with you. But this is like legit. Purpose. This is like legit completely miscrossed messages. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no need for asterisk and and this. This right. is like uh, that's messed up. I'm gonna have to call you now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, this, this is a call. Okay, <laughs> dude. Thank you so much, uh, guys. Check out Pegasus. It's fucking awesome. Go check out Moments of Clarity. Yeah, documentary. Uh, I'm excited be out for T minus forty eight minutes. Well, that's for us. For us in the past. In the we're past. in the future now. We're in the so future. So it's out, and it's already at a million views. Right. So yeah. <laughs> go watch it. Stream it. 
Uh, Shaylee, let everybody know where they can find everything Day Shell. And you. Go to uh, solo.to slash Day Shell. You can pretty much find everything up to date there. Um, I don't know when you guys are seeing this, but uh, Friday the 13th, I have something special dropping on my YouTube, so make sure you check that one out. It's it's gonna it's coming out after that. So okay, well then so they'll go back check, and look check out it. check out whatever he's talking about because it's yeah. out now. Because <laughs> it's out now. Go to his YouTube. Yes, definitely. right now for sure. Uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for three years of fun and stuff, Woo, Jimmy. Three years. If you were here, I'm here. All right. Well, you're more handsome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for thanks for filling in. Yeah, guys. Until me, the next time, always remember to ask yourself one super important question. Shayla, do you remember what that question is? What's your bacon? Yes. yes. Crazy. Okay. All right. There you have it. There you have it. Shaylee Bourget from Dayshell. What did you what did you think filling Dude, in? Man? I was I, I had so much fun. I thought Shelly was so impressive just as a human being and a creator of music. Like I was super He's impressed. a he's a creative force. You could tell. Yeah. He makes me like want to just like go start doing stuff, but like I'm tired. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like no, I want to do it. I'm no, like this this it. is one of those episodes that like you 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 we like when Jimmy and I do this, we we come out of the interview sometimes as like going, Oh, well, we just met a new friend. Oh, sometimes right. we, we like Sometimes it has no effect on us, but like, yeah, seeing his like drive yeah. and, and and vision and like, yeah, I don't really know how to do that. I need to figure that out. Right. Uh, it's inspiring. It's fucking expi- inspiring. Inspiring is definitely the word because it's like you know I just I want to do that. Like, why is he excited? Why am I not more excited? Like, right. I'm excited now. Like, that's yeah. It's it's inspiring and it's like it's it's the kind of thing that really just sort of shakes the dust off you when you are just being complacent. And I don't want to say lazy, but I just can't really think of a better word right now. Like when you're just like in your, in your rut and you don't even know. Right. And like, you see somebody like that, it's like, well, fuck this guitar didn't sound good. So I'm going to build another one out of dirt <laughs> <laughs> and it'll sound better. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Man. Like, Hell yeah. I, yeah, that was that was super yeah. blown, blown away by by uh, his new record, too. Go check out Pegasus. Go check out Moments of Clarity, the documentary. Documentary. The, the, the little moments that made making the record. I, I'm, I'm really excited to check that out. That's um, cool. By now, I, I have checked it out. Yes. Well, from the future. Because we live in the future. <laughs> and I really appreciate you asking me. To be on, I had a oh, lot of fun. I'm dude. gonna feel really bad if anything should happen to Jimmy. Well, permanently. you know what? Uh, something that we didn't hit in the episode, and I completely <laughs> forgot to hit, was um, he wasn't here today because he got last minute tickets all of a sudden for Jaws the Musical. Um, and actually, uh, we did get we got a picture from the set, and I will oh, pop that in here. Uh, I will pop that in here. I'll show DJ. Jimmy got all access to the shark? No, no. <laughs> uh, also, Ian Shaw, his son is his character in the play. Oh, okay. And he looks exactly like Ian Shaw. Like, dead on. I'll show wow. you a picture. So, uh, on Strangerhood TV, you're going to be able to see. Very cool. That is the set. Which is the yeah. back of uh, Jaws's boat? We're gonna need. And a here, boat. oh, the shark is broken, and uh, yeah. So if you're yeah, watching on Stranger yeah. TV, in the middle, that's Ian Shaw. That's his son. That's not Ian Shaw. 
wow. That is new actors. Just completely just cloned right there. Huh? Right? Exactly. That's, that's bananas. So we <laughs> hope he and Annie enjoy it. We, we expect a full, full review. I think that's a fair Right? Written out. Double-spaced. Double-spaced. Uh, Minimum of how many words? Well, like 10-point font. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least 150 words. I mean, it's a play. Anything bigger than 10, you're just a fucking pig. Yeah, I mean, so, like, why even bother going? Like, why are we... Unbelievable. Even... Um, so, DJ, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for doing this, man. It, it it's, is, it's really cool. It is so my pleasure. And I, I really did have a good time. I actually cannot believe how fast it went. Yeah. And, like, that is just... That, that was that was a lot of fun. I do miss doing stuff like this. So, again, thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Uh, thank you for, for filling in for the last show of the third year of this show. The next show is going to be a live recording if you're on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. That's a good place. It is uh, November 5th is the live, actual live version of it. It will drop to non-patreons over at uh, November 6th on all streaming platforms. (laughs) So, November 5th, and who's going to be there? November 5th is the day to be there. November 6th, like, why even bother? You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. So so you are going to be on the show two weeks in a row. Am I winning another award? That's not until January. But you could just... We could talk talk about it. We could talk about it. Um, Yes, I'm going to be there. Yeah, you're going to be there. It's going to be really awesome. We got... Uh, a lot of really cool guests. We've got uh, DJ. We've got uh, Leia. Actually, the best part is you did tell me all the guests, and I want to point out that I am the least important guest of all of them. And you were very kind. You were like, no, that's not true. But we both know it's true. Yeah. Because I know the rest of the guests, and they're all like stars. And I'm like, yes, yeah, and DJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be the return of DJ and AJ from yeah. Werewolves. They're gonna get to hang out again. We got Leia. Like we got Leah. We've got Spencer uh, Spencer Chamberlain. We've got uh, Josh Bradford from Silverstein. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be popping in, talking about some memories and you know the usual chats, if yeah. you will. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Check us out. So that's next week. That is next in week. In the future. In the future. <laughs> so before we head out, DJ. Yes. Please. No. Let everybody know <laughs> where they can find everything you, Hard Rock Lunchbox, and Revel in the Nines. Right. Well, okay. So Revel Nine, you just go to revel9.com. That'll get you there. Or Revel Nine Band on all your other socials is good. Uh, Hard Rock Lunchbox, you can go to hardrocklunchbox.com. That'll get you to the show archive. And it'll also get you a link to the live show, which is Thursdays, noon to 2 Eastern. It's a live show. That means anything can happen. Anything usually does happen. It also never starts on time. So please don't be there at noon. You're just going to make me feel bad. But you can jump into the chat. You can just listen live. What we do is we basically just find new music and we talk to our friends in the scene. And we just kind of hang out. And I tell you what's going on in my world for about 20 minutes. It's usually never good. 20 minutes? In the beginning. In what world? Well, in 20 minutes or 25 minutes in the beginning. The top yeah, 20. I was going to say top 20 is never 20 minutes. That's true. That's true. Even the one time I was like, it's going to be short today was like 25 minutes. Right. And I never really realized it until I go to edit it. And you, oh, you can watch those on Stranger TV, by the way. Yeah, that's right. I always forget that. Like once you're, when you're here, just slumming it with the bacon is my podcast, like slum it a little harder to the left and you'll pick up. Go there Thursday. Yeah. Thursdays. Yeah. It comes out on Thursdays. I totally forgot that I actually have a show on Stranger TV. You do. Most of America. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't know that. 
I wouldn't know that. I always forget to watch yeah. it. <laughs> so where can uh, they find you? Me, personally, I'm at me, my own self, Mike, on all the socials. Uh, Something Heavy, new single is officially coming out on November 8th. Oh, bah, 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 hurt. I heard it. You did? It's very good. Oh, thanks. It's very good. It's okay. Uh, it's very don't, good. Don't, don't, no, don't. It's very temper good. your expectations, it, folks. No, it's, it's very good. Uh, so yeah, check check it out on digital platforms everywhere. November eighth, we still have music up there as well. And check us out on social media at Something Heavy. Don't forget, we are a part of the Den. Do you know what that means, I DJ? Have no idea. The Den is the Deluxe Edition Network. We are actually a part of an awesome network with amazing, amazing podcasts. There's about twenty six of them, uh, and yeah, there's Deluxe the Deluxe Edition podcast. Uh, Beard Laws, Barrel Age Flicks, and one of our favorites. And we're going to be guests. We're going to be doing like a whole crossover event in a couple of weeks. I used to love that stuff it on is like called, uh, Law & Order. Yeah. You, are you like SVU? This is SVU called or? History I'd Like to Fuck. Okay. I did not see that coming. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be really awesome. We're going to be doing the History of Pro Wrestling. And she does a really good job. So Don Brody, she's a comedian uh, out in California and she, you'd like that podcast because okay. it's really great. Basically, what she does, she gets her guest, asks them, hey, all right, uh, what do you want me to deep dive? And I'm going to go into the history of things. Mm-hmm. And um, and she does this whole deep dive. And oh, I love a whole that show on stuff. it. And uh, we don't have to do anything. It's really great. So you just, you pick a topic she was like She was like, pick some topics. I picked a few to- topics with Jimmy. And she's like, okay, I'll do this one. Um, she's done like the Titanic. She's done um, the Hillary Clinton scandal. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Monica Lewinsky sa- scandal. The um, that's awesome. History of fairies. History of tennis. Like literally everything. The right. History of the vibrator. Just it's everywhere. So yeah, really excited for that to happen. That's very cool. Yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll be checking that out. Yeah, uh, check out Bacon's my podcast. Elver at baconismypodcast.com. It's the gateway to literally everything including all of our Spotify links and, uh, you know, Apple Music and, and whatnot. Also... I forgot about Apple Music. That's the Check us out <laughs> at StrangerhoodTV.com, yes. where you get all sorts of awesome shows, including the top 20 of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, as well as this visually, if you're not watching it there right now. Right. If you want to help us just a little bit, and you don't want to give any money, just give us a like, give us a subscribe... Give us a five-star review. And if you give us a one-star review, at least fucking tell us why. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't, be, don't be a shithead. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please, it costs you nothing. Helps us out immensely. Don't forget to uh, check out all of our sponsors over at StrangerHoodTV.com. We have some uh, awesome new ones that are, that are up there. Uh, also, keep your balls shiny. Manscaped. And I think that's about it. Until next time, Until next week, next time. where there's going to be full-blown debauchery, I I do believe. I can't uh, wait. DJ. Yes. You can sign us off here. Okay. Remember to ask yourself. <laughs> go, Just, go for it. Okay. Look, right, it, look, look right there. The Remember to ask yourself, what's your bacon? Did, did it pretty well. Thank you. I'm a quick study. I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, guys. World peace. The Deluxe Edition Network, also known as The Den, is an incredible podcast network that offers a wide variety of entertaining and informative podcasts.
With a lineup of shows covering various topics, such as interviews with a wide variety of guests, history, music, relationships, true crime, and so much more. The Den provides content that caters to a diverse range of interests. The hosts and guests on the Deluxe Edition Network demonstrate a deep passion and expertise in their respective fields, making each episode on each show engaging and thought-provoking. The network fosters a sense of community by encouraging listeners to interact through live chats, social media, and forums, creating an inclusive environment for discussion and sharing opinions. With its commitment to high-quality production, the shows in the Deluxe Edition Network continue to captivate and entertain its ever-growing audience. Whether you're a podcast enthusiast or someone looking to explore new topics, The Den is a fantastic platform to dive into and uncover fascinating insights from experts in their fields. The Deluxe Edition Network is the home of independent awesomeness.